0: Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news is today is Sunday, so we have another episode of My Kind of Podcast for you. We're on Season 3, Episode 33. Two tones, not three. In a dystopian wasteland of a future where shadows of desolation permeate, our band of heroes emerge, each one carrying scars of the past and yet fueled by a shared determination to survive against the encroaching walls of darkness. They are on a journey to unravel the mystery shrouding their world, and the flickering flames of memories that refuse to be extinguished. This is where the haves and have-nots collide. But it may be a price too heavy to pay. Dear reader, Polaris continued her speech. In a world filled with the known, this mist room remained a mystery waiting for her. In one of Polaris's hands, a tiny glint of gold casting a large silhouette that demanded reverence though the bell itself nestled in her hand it was forged from a rich dark bronze the greenish blue hue stained all over it yet the bell it shimmered in the directional and dramatic light this bell was timeless the results of eons exposed to the elements that was forgotten about and rediscovered and here it is With a flick of her wrist, it rings and rings again. Two tones, not three. The bell has a voice to match the shadow. When struck, it was a deep resonant. It didn't merely just echo. It reverberated in your soul. It brings out what's inside of you, your best dreams and your worst fears. Each toll is not only marking the passage of time, but it's calling forth from spirits from ages from the past and future. Dear reader, you have seen bells before, but you have not seen one like this. The massive clapper appears as though it was a meteorite attached to the maroon-colored rope, similar to a lasso. The rope was frayed, indicating years of use and many... Many occasions that it tolled. Ding, ding. Two tones, not three. Dear reader, the thing that comes to mind is fairies. But then again, never send for who the bell tolls, for it tolls for thee. Jenny's elbows collapsed and her face hit the concrete floor hard as the fungus was eating her. Players whispered. The bells again. But Polaris just smiled. If Vanessa chokes, she chokes. But Jenny overheard and could not respond. And then Polaris got down and said, "It's a f- In a few seconds, it won't matter. It needs to eat, too. Jenny's processors were going nuts, and she wasn't sure if Polaris said, It needs to eat, too, or it needs to eat you. Because either way, it felt like it. But Polaris' voice was calm. This was like teleporting in the middle of nowhere space. This was a few feet before the finish line. The prize money was already being spent. You can taste the victory. You can already feel the bubbles of champagne. You did it. But look at you. A few widths of, widths of hair away. And now look at you. In your pajamas, in outer space, with no way to get back, you fell through a portal and the last thing to go through your mind before you run out of oxygen is you're missing the best moments of your life. Ring, ring. The bells bring you back. Two tones, not three. Chimes from the tiny bells. Polaris' words fell through the air, like an hourglass sand running out of time. It's okay, Polaris said. I don't want you dying, thinking that you won. Because never send a messenger to find out who the bell tolls for. Because it's ringing for you. And it wants you. Polaris' breath as she spoke was moving Jenny's hair. I want you to know that you suffered. With each labored breath, Jenny's hair whisked back and forth. And with that, a distant rumble. Soft at first. Jenny wasn't sure if she was going crazy, as dizzy and disoriented as she was from hitting your face on the floor, or was it just hearing the words that Polaris whispered? Or was Jenny actually hearing the cart that Polaris was describing? Because it sounded like distant thunder. No, a mammoth beast. No, this is... <laughs> Polaris chuckled. This is the unmistakable creak of heavy wheels on a forgotten path, followed by like what appears to be like landmines. With each footfall of this mammoth beast, it was pulling the cart. Six legs rhythmically pounded the ground. This was the little engine that could. This was the mammoth ant that could. This ant's sheer size was staggering. It easily outclassed a draft horse. Each of the six legs thick and powerful, like ancient tree trunks, this was an armored skeleton. The ant can essentially see through time with its massive head, mainly just eyes there, shimmered and reflected light, like polished obsidian, capturing every minute detail. It saw where Vanessa was going to go. This ant is the one that does the stepping. Its thorax and abdomen were equally impressive, covered with overlapping plates of armor, This creature was made for power and performance. Its footsteps echoed the primal and unstoppable force of nature. This was a reminder that in a world of giants, humanity was just a speck, an ant, but not this one. This one marched on, cart in tow, not faster, not slower. Each step reverberated through time. Alice was frozen in terror. Vanessa turned blue as a tear fell from Jenny's eyes. A flash of light, and Vanessa was gone, too. The light emanated from the mystery box, but the flash was gone. And in a moment that was faster than an instant, Jenny closed her eyes, and she knew that she was alone. She was going to die here. And Jenny did not want to see, because her one friend, Vanessa, was gone. Wrong place, wrong time. Everything's just wrong. Wrong. Two tones, and not three. The bells are tolling, Polaris smiles. But, uh, but poor Alice's face can't melt anymore. Yet somehow grows more terrified as the inevitabil- inevitability of time charges closer. She wasn't sure if it was tears in her eyes or sweat, or if Polaris was seeing this too, but the brilliant blue moonlight caused dust to dance around like tiny spirits, rejoicing before... Poof. The dust fades into nothing. The cart, especially for the dystopian setting of the story, seemed to be from ages past. Out of time. Its once fine wooden panels, now weathered. They groan and creak under the weight of countless memories. Ring, ring, two tones. Polaris smiled, yes, two tones, not three. Two tones is for a woman dying. Three tones is for a man. Jenny was near like Jenny was nearly getting slapped with the bell as Polaris rung it next to her face. Ding, ding. And it's two tones, not three. She chimed the bell, but the cart dutifully marched towards Alice and Jenny. On the seat next to the driver, even from a distance, this was not a good omen. Everything about the cart asked more questions than it answered. An hourglass that turned over and over with the spokes of the wheels, six of them. And just like Polaris's hands and the ant's legs that were pulling the cart, and the six wheels on the cart, all spelled out doom and gloom each hourglass seemed to be at different times and rates as it tumbled over and over as the cart drove forward driving the cart was a figureless figure draped and tattered and ripped clothing face obscured ivy was not here but it was getting cold each step closer signaled a drop in temperature everyone but Polaris was holding their breath this was their last dying wish that the cart was not for them. The cart moved with singular intent, searching, hunting, seeking. It was fate announcing the end of a soul. Ding, ding, two tones, not three. This was fucking dark and scary. When it got to Jenny and Alice, the front right axle hourglass broke. The operator reared back on the reins. Thunderous avalanches were falling around the cart as the cart ground to a halt, and the ants stampeded. Polaris shook with joy as the meteorite ricocheted in the brass housing. Ding, ding. Two tones, not three. So, dear reader, you see, it's not Lily or Vanessa's fault, because Jenny broke the mystery box. So none of the events you're about to read even existed. All because Jenny broke the mystery box. And sometimes the history thing happened, did. But other times it didn't. But that's just what you think. The truth is in your imagination. This is what really happened. Camilla seemed to hold her breath because Jenny broke the mystery box. And we all saw what really happened. But when you tell the story, will you tell it as it really happened? Or Or will you succumb to the shadows of uncertainty? The choice is yours thank you for tuning in this week a huge shout out to, um, to everybody that assisted with this podcast uh huge shout out to terrence to mike to Bree to toby to uh, terrence to amber huge shout out to alice out there number one fan i appreciate all you guys and i couldn't do this without you and until next time stay frosty my friends